This number is using RoboKiller to screen their calls. Please say your first and last name, and I'll try to connect. Knives Monroe. Thanks. What's the purpose of your call? A fucking podcast. Thanks. Hello? Mr. Nutty? Hey, yes. Mr. Knives. How you doing, man? What's up, man? Oh, it's good to hear from you, brother. How you good, been? Good, good. Yeah, you too, man. I, I haven't, we haven't spoken in a while, but uh, I hope everything's good on your end. So, it's okay. It could be worse, man. People have it way worse. How, how you doing? How you holding up? Yeah. Good, good. Uh, we're on uh, quarantine. I live in near Chicago, Illinois. So we've been on quarantine for a little over a week, I think. I don't know, maybe more. I don't know, I've lost track. It's it's easy to lose track when you're at home all the time. My God, that's true. You know? Yeah, that's true. I think we've been locked down for about twenty days now. Oh shit. Yeah, um, over here in my house, anyways. I don't I don't get out. I've probably went out maybe once. Yeah. It's tough, man. It's tough stuff. A lot of stuff has yeah. happened since the last time we talked, uh, including yeah cancellations of tours like Coachella and South by Southwest and along with movie theaters is the first time I've ever seen a box office just be at zero dollars for a weekend along with um, professional wrestling and NFL MLB NBA yeah they've all shut down their their programs by and large so what do you what what have you been distracting yourself with um just (laughs) TikTok you know I I got to hand it to you, man. I really, I really, uh, am getting a like into this TikTok, and I kind of, it's, it's connecting me with the younger generation that's coming up. So it feels good to be a part of that, but I'm struggling, man. I thought I'd, I thought I'd blow up and shit like everyone else, but you know, it is what it is. I haven't been making great content because I've been so focused on this virus, you know, it kind of like threw everything off. I know. You know, it just totally knocked everybody over. And I'm sure you probably talked about this. I haven't seen your last two podcasts uh, that you uploaded recently. But, man, I just, I know we're, uh, are we are we live? We're, we're not live. I am, re- I am recording, though. Yeah, this is the podcast. Oh, okay. Yes, sir. Oh, all right. Yeah, I know we wanted to do the live stream, but. Oh, it's all good. Yeah, yeah it was just every yeah. every we'll month. Do it, we'll do it again. Yeah, we'll do it again. We'll do it in April. Shit, we'll do it tomorrow. All right. <laughs> yeah. Might as well. No, but I really want to know, man. I know all that aside. How how are you? You know, like I know it's weird to ask. Like, are you happy? You know, with, with you know your family. I just want to know that you're safe, dude. Like that's what's most important to me right now. That yeah. I haven't been able to talk to you about in person until now. Yeah, yeah true. I am safe. Um, I traveled March 3rd, 4th, and 5th to Florida. And when I was coming back, I was so excited because I hadn't been on the road in months. And and we had uh, I was going to go to Jacksonville the next week, and I was going to go to Chicago, as a matter of fact, the week after that. And I had trips planned for Europe in the summer, which everything's been postponed. Oh, it sounds like the last yeah. four months of this year will be me on the road for four months is what it's going to sound like if, if, if things go well. I think that's best case scenario. So I'm safe. My, my family's safe. You know, it's me, my daughter, my son, my wife, and my mother-in-law and my dog. And so we're all good, thank God, you know. Um, 
we're, yeah. we're, we're the lucky ones. I will say it. But to answer your question, am I happy? I've been happy four or five times, moments in time, my entire life, you know. But my base, like my my walking weight, if you will, is not really happiness. It's more so gratitude. Like I'm a very gracious, grateful person. Um, I've always been self-aware enough to look around me and, and thank my lucky stars. And that, in a way, is happiness. But like true elation, I've maybe felt four or five times, you know. Um, but how are you holding up? I'm dying to know. May yeah, I, may yeah, I I'm ask good. you? May I I'm ask good. you? Do, I, uh, do you live with your I'm lady just... friend? The what? Do you live with your lady friend? Yes, yes, yeah. We've been uh, now that we're all in quarantine. It's just we just decided to uh, live together. Yeah for a little bit, you know, for as long as this lasts, because it's good to have someone with you, you know, to, mm-hmm. to, w- during these times, you're so alone. We don't, we don't even, we take it for granted how much we actually need human touch and physical, you know, and, and visual contact with each other. And it's a, it's a wild time to be living through, but I'm, I'm getting by really good. You know, I'm always in contact. I, I don't know. Do you have the uh, house party app? No, I, I, down, trying to get, I downloaded it a have few... Have you heard about that? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a multi-FaceTime, right? I downloaded it maybe yeah, three months yeah. ago, but I haven't. I never used it because I don't have any friends. <laughs> oh, come on, man. You got plenty, man. Just tell your podcaster to add me on this. Maybe know, I should. And, maybe I should. And they'll do it. Maybe yeah, I should. Yeah, I'm sure. You got an audience, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, I got, I got David Cook listening in, and that's all that fucking matters to me, so we're good. <laughs> Fuck yeah, man, dude! I'm just just enjoying it. It's it's just weird. So, what are you doing to pass the time? What is the what are you doing? Like more obviously, you're doing more family things, which I'm sure you love. But yeah. Uh, yeah. what are you what are you guys doing like creatively? Because I've seen some pretty crazy stuff that families are doing on really? the internet really? to keep busy. Well, kind of like yeah. you, I had a lot of TikTok momentum, and then this thing really hit, and I haven't even been on TikTok in a month, like consuming it so i wish i could say i was more creative on that front work thank god is keeping me busy so i work remotely my uh my home base is in washington dc so being able to to work virtually is cool and my entire company just switched to virtual education you know um not switched but it's one of the many things they're capable of and so it's kept me on my toes it's kept me busy thank god because I know people who have lost their jobs and stuff, and like that would be crazy. So once again, one of the lucky ones. And Claire too; she she has a mobile job, so we're busy for. Oh, at least, thank God, yeah, man! For that's least, the most important. A lot of families don't have that, so I know that's really that'll definitely ease your stress. It's another reason why I've kept a low profile online is because this isn't the time to flex. This isn't the time to be like, right? I'm one of the lucky ones. Like I don't. Nobody cares everybody's like in self-preservation mode and I respect that, you know, but on the same note, um, yeah, I have been very close with my family. Claire's been cooking and baking for really the first time. And that's, <laughs> that's a delight, you know? Nice. And, um, Oh dude, Hey, just raising cookies all day for you, man. <laughs> I know you love that, right? That's so funny. that you <laughs> I think that. I, I, I veer in, I listen every now and then, right? Yeah. I saw you, the, I love that podcast, man. That, the last one fun. with you and your wife. Yeah, that, that was, was a good fun. one. Yeah, she's great. I love her. And being quarantined with her, 
I got to say, we're doing okay. Like we're not on each other's nerves. You know, I think if I, I'm always, I'm the guilty one that's going to be more on her nerves than the other way around. But so far, so good. Thank God once again. But, you know, I feel bad for my daughter, quite frankly, because she's an extrovert. She's a social being. My son, you know, he's got the PlayStation and um, he's 14. You know, we can play basketball together and he gives me a, a run for my money. But my daughter, like, she needs to be around people, you know. And so she actually has been kind of acting like a baby. I feel bad for her, but uh, she'll be fine. School got postponed until April 6th and then they just pushed it back to May 6th. So I'm not really counting. Oh, on okay. It. Yeah. yeah. Is that, is that federal? Because it's like that, uh, as far as I know for every school in the country. Is that a fact? I don't know, sir. I don't know. I'm not, I, I don't know. I know Florida's expert. fighting this shit, man. Have you seen some of the videos? There was like a, a reverend in Florida who, who got like a mass gathering of like 400 people together and his congregation said, we could fight this together. Oh no. Have you seen this? I haven't, but that's oh, bound it was to happen. Bad. He, he went to, he straight up went to jail. I don't know. I laughed. I shouldn't laugh at that because that's a serious fucking situation, but it's kind of dumb. You know, when you think about it, why would you do that? It's like, I don't know. It defeats the whole purpose. So that's unfortunate. <laughs> crazy, man. Yeah, that's unfortunate, but people are getting the news late and, I don't know what governments are supposed to do. Like I, I'm thank God I'm not in that position. I'm just a, I'm just an artist. I just got to make, just got to take pretty photos. So the stakes for my competence are pretty low. But if you're a government official, if you're a governor, if you're part of the Senate, hell, even if you're the president, like there's so much. Whatever you do is gonna get especially scrutinized. Like I've, I mean, you and me, man. Like we're very close in age, and we've lived through. The Mayan calendar, 2012, Y2K, 1999, you know, uh, yeah. September 11th, and the recession of 08, which didn't maybe affect us career-wise, but maybe somebody or family that we know, or maybe it did affect you. And, and now this, you know, and it's like, fuck, like, millennials, say what you want about us, but we're hurting, and we've been through some shit too, man. You know, we've been through some shit. So it's rough for everybody. Yeah. I feel bad for the government officials who, whatever they do, they're going to get shit from somebody. Oh, all the time. You know, and they're always at the front lines. It's a bummer. What, you know, um, on the plus side, like, I guess there are some things to look forward to. How do you, how are you keeping sane in all this? What are you distracting yourself with? And videos, I mean, I'm, I'm doing binge watching. I promise myself, I'm like, there's no way I'm going to, you know, fall into this whole thing of binge watching shows, but I got sucked in, man. What are you watching? <laughs> um... Right. Well, man, so many movies that like are, I didn't know that you can only get on Netflix now. Like what? I didn't know this was a thing. I'm I'm such so out of touch with all that. Um, there's this movie with Will Smith. Oh, I can't, I can't think right. about it. But it's like he right. partners with some alien. I don't know. It's some weird thing. But uh, I've been watching The Office, man. Oh my god, my girlfriend got me into it. I I never saw it before. So, oh my god, that. The Dwight man. All I gotta say is Dwight. <laughs> yeah, he's but, the he's like the QB of that show for sure. He's very consistent. Oh my god. Yeah. He carries it, him and Jim or whatever. I don't even know their real names, but uh, <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of like nostalgic binging that I've been doing. Yeah. So just to kind of ease up, it's it's good to do that, but you know, to an X amount. I mean, I'm trying to get working out and going back to my daily routines that I could, can't do anymore, you know? I know. Like, everybody who's, like, a gym fanatic, they're, yeah. they're kind of, like, stuck. And 
Yeah. I don't know. It's just, a, it's never been such a good time to pick up a good habit though. That's, so, have you picked up any I'm good trying habits? To do that. Yeah. Yeah. I've been doing push-ups and sit-ups every day and running up and down my stairs, you know, like a stairmaster. So there you go. <laughs> Dude, is, Slowly but surely, but is WrestleMania, uh, WrestleMania going to be a shit show this year? Oh, my God, dude. It's this Sunday. Um, yeah, it's going to be on. It's going to be on, but there's going to be no people. <laughs> now, I, I got to tell you, I think this would be the most hyped WrestleMania in history because I think the only reason why people are going to be tuning in to see like how much of a train wreck this could be. <laughs> well, this could be the greatest and it's never happened in WrestleMania history and I think Vince McMahon gets off on that shit. It's a two-nighter. You know? like it's if, a two-nighter. So what? it's it's on Saturday and Sunday. And so if it bombs on Saturday, are people going to tune in Sunday? Oh, that's a now that's the question. What what that doesn't make sense either. So you you would assume that Sunday is the top matches, right? How does that even they kind of didn't even explain it good. I have no idea. I'm 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 definitely like uh on the fuck Vince McMahon bandwagon when it comes to that. I don't appreciate this decision. Unfortunately, the workers, the wrestlers, they're independent contractors, so you know, it's one of those if they get sick, it's going to be their liable, not WWE. That's pretty whack. I know Roman because of his leukemia that he's had twice uh opted out, right? How how is Vince not gonna hate him for that? I I see him doing that. Um, so the the main event is kind of now fucked, and they swapped Roman out, and so it's weird. Like not just on a mark level from entertainment w value, but it's I don't know why Vince had to. I guess shareholders or something. But um, they really take the whole the show must go on mindset very very seriously in WWE, and I'm curious to see how people will look back on this historically with hindsight and and say this wasn't a good look or say wow we admire the balls at that time i wonder what people are going to say yeah i i think <laughs> geez i i don't know man you got me stumped i i think it's going to be remembered for sure but um whether it'll be negative or positive it will probably be the most talked about thing in wrestling history, man, you know, aside from like Mick Foley falling off the cage or something or something crazy, you know, but you're probably it, right. it'll definitely be remembered. And you know, you got to blame it on somebody. So, I mean, I know Vince is in charge of this whole thing, but you know, it's, it's wild. I think, so you don't support the wrestlers fighting. Is it, is it too late in the game? Should they have stopped doing this by now? just an unnecessary risk is that how your feelings are towards this it's kind of like a bad it's bad timing it's setting a bad example um i just think it's kind of reckless all that for entertainment i i, I don't know i feel bad because wrestling like the nfl players this is their off season so they're fine but in wwe for example there is no off season right so it's, I don't know what they are supposed to do. You know, if I was WWE, maybe Vince can't do this, but he has so much in his vault. Like, why can't every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, they just show an old Raw? Why can't they show syndication? They've never yeah. done it before. Like, give these wrestlers time off. Let them be with their families, quarantined, pay them. Like, 
this is your time to be to set an example and be a a, a, a great for humanity. Leader. Absolutely, and so you they're, they're shitting yeah. the bed there, and it's all Vince's decision. You know, it's a shame, total shame. He would have had WrestleMania with a live sixty thousand people audience if the state of Florida left it up to him. He would have did that and put so many people at risk. Oh, yeah. My God, I. You, yeah, you really think he would have? I know even for knowing fact, what he knows now? I know for a fact he would have because it was it, it was almost that way f- for a while until the state kind of pulled the plug on gatherings of more than 10 or 50 or 200 people. So it was impossible, but it, it's a shame, you know. Um, I don't know what they're going to yeah. do. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know why they don't just set it all up like irregular and then just have 200 people around the ring. But, I mean, even then, that's still risky. It's just It's just too risky. You know, it's you're picking you're picking business over humanity. You know, and, you know what I was thinking? You know, this is going to sound pretty out there, but I, I don't know how you do this. But surely it's possible where you do your first ever VR WrestleMania where you film with VR cameras and they put cameras where the audience would be their their POV. Right. And I put a headset on and you put a headset on Dave Cook. And you and me can like move. Wait, we got these goggles on, and, I, and if I look to my right, I can see you there. Whoever's in the, the the group chat, the group viewing experience, and so virtually we're there, but we're at home. I thought this would have been a great time to introduce that. I know they've tested this with the NBA before, and it's it's mind boggling. And so a VR experience could have been a game changer, you know, and like really pushed that technology forward. And WWE could have pioneered that. I don't know what they're thinking. Maybe that's just impossible. Surely they could, I would have rather have participated in that shit show than what they're going to do. Yeah. I don't know. It's all, it's, it's just, um, hello. Yes, sir. I'm sorry. I was just hearing static on my end. I'm, that's why I'm like kind of mumbling a little bit. I'm trying to get my thoughts. It's like, you don't hear any static? I'm sorry to interrupt. All I all hear this. are your sweet, gorgeous, luscious, velvety tones. Oh, man. Yeah. You're getting spicy in here. Yeah. When you um, you texted me to FaceTime you, remember? But then yeah. You, but then you told me what yeah. you were doing, and I was like, oh, that's why he wants me to FaceTime him. I see what's going on here. Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, man. Maybe you don't want to do a live stream video chat with me. I'll be doing I do. everything. I do. <laughs> <laughs> you do? Shit, man. I'll put on a show. I've been thinking about doing a, a, getting a Twitch account. What are your thoughts on that? Do you have anything with Twitch? And I, have can a, that be, I have a Twitch account. You could do basically podcast on that can't you yeah i have a twitch account and uh my buddy who's been on the no show kidding. a few times his name's trent knox as a pioneer in streaming like he's really my go-to guy when it comes to what's what's hot and what's going on what's the cutting edge of of streaming and so there's this cool website called Streamyard, and all you need is a webcam and a microphone whatever that's already the setup that i have but you can live stream and distribute your feed to LinkedIn, Periscope, uh, Facebook, Twitter, um, YouTube, Twitch, everything, like all off of one website, you know? And I'm like, that's so cool. So you don't have to pick one. So Twitch is definitely one of those platforms. I want to say if you have, I don't know if it's 50 or 100 followers, then you can start participating in their partners program, you know? So 
get in while it's hot. It's just like anything else. And if you're a gamer, if you like to play games and with your personality, I think kids would be drawn to you, not in a weird way, but just like in, in, in a PewDiePie <laughs> way. Not in a weird way. You just got to get, yeah, cover all ends, right? Nice. <laughs> Obviously. I got your back. Yeah. No, I get it. Yeah, I've been I've been wanting to do that, but I'm just... Do it today. Know, is it laziness? Or no, do it is today. Is it just me trying to earn a living? And I don't know. I'm kind of in a weird spot. If, if you were 19 years old, definitely thrown all that shit off. you wouldn't be overthinking it if you were 19 years old. No, no, I wouldn't. I'd just be fucking doing it. You'd just be doing it. So there's your answer. I don't know what the fuck, man. I'm all over the place today. Oh, jeez. I can't I blame you. Wednesday today. I, I'm like, I thought. I seriously I thought it was Wednesday. I know. That's crazy. It's funny. When uh, the weekend happened and I was done with work, I was like, what the fuck am I excited for? I got nowhere to go. There's nothing to do. Saturday's what? More of this shit? What's the difference? Yeah. Give yeah, us our dude. weekends back. Amen. Amen. I, I really want to do a podcast in person. Because the only podcasts I've ever done were over the phone. And I feel like it's the experience in person with us would be oh would be way better it would uh it would be electrifying for sure I, I, I'll, I'll be in chicago this year oh man we'll make it happen what, when uh when how, do you have plans? how far are you from uh, chicago like downtown about uh 40 minutes see you can make the drive it's nothing yeah 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 not bad at all man the first good especially now I mean, shit, knives. How about we meet up next week? Oh if shit! You could try, I, I know that wasn't a bad. If was I bad could, joke. If, what, if, uh, if flying was cool right what? now, I'd probably take you up on that. Yeah, yeah. It's just not. Are they even allowing flights anymore I don't around know. the country? I mean, I'm sure they are, but That's very. Good question. I think they are. Not rural areas. Yeah, I don't know. It's a good point. Not sure. Like, can you can you fly to Boise, Idaho? If that's where you live, good, I don't know. Good Maybe question. only Chicago, LA. Like, are they? I don't even know if Midway or O'Hare by oh, me is open. I heard O'Hare was pretty groups? bad um, earlier this year, a couple weeks ago, with international travel travelers. It's not fun. Oh yeah, it was jam packed. Oh man, that's just how it all starts, man. It's crazy, but, but the best thing you could do right now is what we're doing. You know, that's how we're living. And that's also the state of wrestling. And, and I'm, I like that we talked about the wrestling because it is the only thing close to a sport that's actually still running episodically with new things. And I think that's the allure that people have. Not the fact that the quality of it is just bad, but I think just the fact that people have that access, that's what makes it more interesting. You know? what's, what's weird is um, it's just like not the way um, wrestling is supposed to be. Like the whole conceit of it is the audience. Um, it just doesn't oh. work for me. I can't watch. I can't watch it, man. So you're not against. AEW has been watchable. You're just against the fact that they're wrestling in that environment with the. Just the risk level isn't worth it to you, and it sounds insane, right? Well, it's hard to be entertained by it. It's not entertaining right now. Um, like when Steve Austin showed up and was like, give me a hell yeah. It's like, what are you doing? I love you, but what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, it's that's weird. true. 
It's weird. Like in the beginning, that'll always be remembered, though. In the beginning, but they won't that, acknowledge maybe. it. They didn't acknowledge that it was weird. AEW acknowledged it and made it work in some weird way. Um, but now WWE's trying. I don't know, man. It's just so strange. I'm not used to it. It hurts my eyes. Like, it hurts my <laughs> eyes. You know, um, it's pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh my. I need God. that. I need that wet hot crowd. Yeah, that's true. It's in. That's what it's all about. We don't realize how much we need contact like that with each other. Yeah, you said that. You said that we need a touch, right? Um, yeah. And that's very important too. I think about that because um, one of the darkest times of my life, I was depressed and I was stuck in an apartment for nine months, and I never left the apartment. I could barely take off my shoes or turn off the lights, and was so depressed and did not have that sense of touch, man. I did not interface with people really. And I hated myself and it was awful. And I couldn't imagine being stuck in a quarantine right now and not being able to, especially for extroverts to socialize with humans and get your batteries charged up. Like it's rough stuff, man. So you're one of the lucky ones as yeah. well. Um, is your, is your lady friend working? Yeah. She gets to work from home. Nice. Um, yeah, it's good. Yeah, she's she's doing good, and uh, nothing is being uh, lost on her end. I mean, well, whatever department the, the department she's in is good, but uh, yeah, and I'm I'm good too. Good, I was working good. at the school doing maintenance, so there's basically nothing left to you know everything's clean, so you know, and there's no events going on, so there's just. Uh, it's good too working for a school, so the income still rolls in. Oh, you know, that's great. and that's I, I could say that I'm one of the fortunate ones. Yeah. You know, because Thank I'm God. a part of a union too, so mm. it all keeps us safe during these hard times with benefits and stuff. Thank so, God. you know, I couldn't I couldn't be more blessed to be honest, because I got someone I can I can hold at the end of the day, and that I know that my uh, my career is stable just like hers that's so great. it's a good story you know it's good to hear good news every now and then but i know that this is a very serious thing and a lot of people still aren't taking this seriously right and that's the scary part is because those are the people who are most dangerous to older people and ones at risk but i i don't know i don't know do you want to keep talking about this because i'm sure everybody just knows i mean everybody knows about this there's nothing we could really say right now that people haven't already heard so it's important you know, for but. other people to hear what to hear what they are feeling in their hearts and hear what they're saying to themselves in their own head and to know that they're not yeah. alone on the same token what do you and your um your girlfriend if you don't mind me asking do for fun like what do you guys like how do you i imagine you're constantly entertaining her and making her laugh is that weird to, <laughs> to say um actually the opposite dude she is she's becoming a little gremlin like walking around the house and doing creepy stuff and just acting goofy and i love it man i love it man we uh we're keeping it we're keeping it interesting because that's that's good you know so we're kind of doing a thing where we turn the tv off and then well we had uh we had date night in the garage we set up like a poker table or something or you know and put some cloth on there, lit some candles, had a dinner out in the garage, like it, we were out somewhere, you know. <laughs> That's a good idea. And then we, uh, yeah, and then and then we just started drinking, and having a good time. 
So yeah, just do a little, do a little fun things like that. Like, dude, I mean, I, I don't know if your wife's listening right now, but, um, turn your, turn your, you have a garage, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, yeah, turn that into like date night, pull the cars out or whatever and, and just surprise her with something like that, you know? That's good advice. I'm sure she'll be happy with it. You know, I don't know if you can, you know, I know you got kids running around and <laughs> so, but yeah, yeah they're, dude, they're always like how stepping we're on each me. Other sane. Yeah, that's lovely, um, man. That's good advice. I might take you up on that. Um, yeah. Because we could use it, man. Uh, her birthday was March 13th. Which was a Friday the thirteenth, and God. and that was like the kind of the day where we knew we were we felt guilty going out. We we just we just went out to like a tattoo parlor, but um, it, we felt guilty going out just on the thirteenth, and we haven't we haven't really left the house since. And it's only been twenty days, but it's felt so long, man. And like being trapped with the with the with the dog and the kids who just are constantly stepping on me. Yeah, we, we need that time. We, we got to go get yeah. a hotel and figure it out. Know what I'm saying? Know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, well, it's, I'm, it's really good. I, I needed this positive energy, you know. Um, but Yeah, man. Hey, it's, it's well, since good. you're on Netflix, I think you need to, to watch this movie. I think you're going to hate it, but it, it, it might disrupt. I don't, think it's any, I don't think it's like anything you've ever seen. Um, okay, it's, it's on Netflix. I'm getting the pen out right now because I'm old school. All right, great. all right, let's do this. <laughs> okay, pen and paper, baby. Cool. It's called. It's a movie. It's called The Master, and it stars the master. It stars Joaquin Phoenix. It came out 2012, um, directed by Paul Thomas Anderson, and it also stars uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. And it's a phenomenal movie. Phenomenal, gorgeous to look at, amazing, deep. Um, I hope you like it. Some of the best acting I've ever seen, too, if you're into that. But it's Walking on Netflix. Phoenix, how yeah. does he ever fail? He doesn't. Never. And I think this is his best performance by far. Really? Oh, by Wow, that says far. a lot, man, because you're yeah. a huge Joaquin Phoenix fan. Yeah, yeah. This is his best film, in my opinion, performance-wise. And so I think you'll get a big, I think you'll get a lot out of it. Um, it inspired me quite a bit years okay. ago and what was it so the master and starring joaquin phoenix yeah and what else and uh well you know it came out in 2012 the director's paul thomas anderson who's okay. made incredible movies and uh i hope you like it because it's on netflix and then it disappears and then it's on netflix again and then they take it off and it's like oh, oh it's one of those things yeah, yeah i it's hate that yeah man. okay well, I will definitely do it. I mean, I don't, don't even give me any more info. I Got trust it. you. Of 100%. course. Hey, when you're watching The Office, has an episode made you cry yet? Oh, yeah, dude. Which there one? There was one. It was more towards the end, I think. I know I know which one it is. The whole... Well, actually, you know, what made me cry surprisingly was the fact that when uh, when Jim... You've, have you seen the whole thing? Yeah, I've seen the whole thing. Okay, so like I don't know if this is the last. It's like third from the last um, show. It was like Jim had a had a meeting with Dwight, who just became the um, who just became like the office manager, and yeah. like he was torn between because he didn't know if the kid was his. And then he's like, "I love." I forgot the blonde hair girl that he was in love with, but Jim was like, um, he said something like, "You're not." you're not an you're not a jerk you're just in love with her and like he was like 
that was some good advice, man. And that was like the only serious time they had together, you know, because they always vowed they would hate each other. But right. Do you remember this? I got to watch and, that. I only saw the last season once yeah. and it was while it was airing and it finished in like 2013. So it's been a long time. Yeah. But it was that blonde haired girl that was like pregnant or she already had a son, his son, but he, she never told him that it, it was Dwight. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And so it took, she held that from him because he never said that I love you um, for who you are or something like that. I don't know. I could be wrong, but. Wow. It was good, man. It was I didn't know the show could move me like that. Yeah. You know? I can't you're like one of the last unicorns in that you got into that show really late. <laughs> so late, man. It's like the guy it's I haven't seen The Godfather since uh, the last time I saw Godfather was 2017 and that was the first time I ever saw it. I like people were shocked. Yeah. I almost got punched in the face once. Some guys like, "Hey, you ever seen The Godfather?" And I go, no. And like, he had the accent and everything. He's, he's like, what the... F-? And he goes to slap me in the back of the head. He's like a typical Italian, but he was so mad that I didn't see Godfather. He's like, you're 30 years old, you never... And I'm like, no, I'm 27. Like, That's... <laughs> oh, it was great. That's yeah, hilarious. Yeah, it was good. Good stuff, man. That's so fun. But you know who wants to... What have you been watching? What's your What's your guilty pleasures? Um... I my favorite show of all time is also on Netflix. It's a Netflix original. It's called BoJack Horseman. It's my favorite show, um, and I've seen it quite a bit. Uh, I love it. But as far as new stuff, um, I watched. I did the whole Tiger King thing. That kind of rocked my socks. Not gonna lie. That's what was a, that's a must watch. Tiger King. What? Oh my God! I've been heard about. It. I've heard about it all over, and I don't think raving about it. I think what it's impossible. It it's impossible to watch the first episode and not get hooked. For sure, it's the most addictive documentary I think I've ever seen. Um, what's it about? Gosh, if I were to explain it to you, you—it's just one of those you need to see it to believe it. I'll just say that. Is it like tigers in captivity? Because that's what I heard. Something I don't know, like well, keeping wild animals. It's about three four five or so tiger breeders and how when you breed and raise tiger kittens what it does to these humans is completely corrupt and corrode who they are and they become power mongers and imagine watching the godfather but instead of mafia italians it's hillbillies with tiger kittens and you know people sending i mean it's just insane it's truly truly insane i could tell you one bit that is like you'll be like what the fuck oh my gosh i don't know if i want to watch that and it's just one one hundredth of how weird this thing is but it, it's got to be experienced <laughs> um you and your girl i think she did get the most so i watched that like in one day i felt so guilty afterwards it was like eight hours man okay that's nuts damn man that's how long the documentary is? It's seven episodes, and they're each, like, 50 minutes long. Okay. Yeah. Damn, dude. So, did you know, I don't know if you've been watching wrestling, but I, there was a whole thing on uh, Raw with The Undertaker and AJ Styles, and apparently a Undertaker supports that Tiger thing. I believe that. Did you see it? I did, did see that. Did you see anything? Yeah. No? 
Yeah, I did see that. That's crazy, man. Does that have any relation to that show? Kinda. I think it'll recant. It'll recontextualize what maybe you think of the Undertaker's decision behind that. But I will say, yeah. I think Taker has a house in Texas, right? And there are more tigers that are quote unquote pets or tigers in captivity than there are free tigers in Africa. Wow. Yeah, I, I can believe that. That's I really insane. Can. There's like 20,000 tigers in Texas and like 2,000 in Africa. That's nuts. <laughs> That's nuts. Makes man. no I sense. Oh, man, I can already tell I'm going to be addicted to this show. You are, man. You're so passionate about it. You're like, did you know that there are more than... Dude, you're so excited when you said that. It's insane. That's it's good, a, man. It's it a, lights a fire up under your ass when you see reality, right? Kind of, yeah. Like, I just want to... I don't know. That, that was a very strange podcast. And it really brought America together in unison at one point to kind of distract us wait, from what, wait what podcast are we talking about I, I said podcast i'm sorry uh documentary documentary i did oh, say podcast. Yeah. <laughs> my, my mistake <laughs> like what are you doing man no it's all good uh continue my no good no i'm just saying you know it, it was one of those things that brought america together over the weekend and um we can't we need that we need that as a society um because we don't have extracurricular events to socialize with other people and so whatever it takes whatever it takes man yeah buddy i agree you took the words right out yeah man well don't give up on the tiktoking man now's the time now is especially the time for sure just because everybody's at home everybody's on their phone you know everybody um i just uploaded my first tiktok like in a month today you know, I was finally uh, in the mood, in a way, to do it. I had something to to yeah. do or say, and um, I, you can't take those. You can't take productivity for granted. Yeah, I agree, man. And you, I gotta say, I want to put this on record, and honestly, you influenced me to not only do that, but to still continue uh, my desire to make new content because i feel like i've lost it for a while and it's easy to think deeper into that even now but i mean now is the time there's no excuses to film this stuff if you have time you know and i are you having trouble with that like being creative or i i know you were saying some of uh some of these sometimes you feel depressed even in these times but how do you how have you dealt with that and like gotten yourself out of it? Whew. Um, <laughs> it's, I'm sorry, I'm just rambling, no, that's man. That's fine. That's fine. I'm a few. I'm a few Steve Weisers in. Oh, oh, oh my, great. Um, uh, it's hard. It's really hard. Um, it's hard. You have to at first want to not feel like shit. It's so easy to feel like shit. Um. Or to feel depressed or to feel out of it. It's so easy. Um, gosh. I just have to... Uh, the way my personality is and has always been is I have to throw myself into projects. Um, when, I went to, when I was traveling uh, March 3rd, 4th, and 5th on the airplane, I wrote a movie. And I was like, I'm going to make this. And I took out a Google spreadsheet and I started um, allocating like you know the funds to make this thing and... Um, 
It started spinning. Dude, that was on your TikTok story, right? Oh, I don't. Yeah, you, maybe. You made yeah, think yeah, about that too, right. dude. You did a great job with that narrating. Uh, I think you went to Fort Lauderdale. Oh, Tampa, it? Tampa, yeah. Or Tampa. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, Tampa. Same shit. So, that was a really good story, man. You, you even just explaining that is pretty cool. You know, getting that background story because when you make that movie, yeah. are you making it or are you just trying to submit it to Hollywood or something? No, well, for, I don't, I don't get, I don't care about Hollywood. Uh, I would just make it and then try to sell some tickets and stream it and make sure everybody I know watched it and then and then move on to the next thing. But I was so excited to make it, and then as soon as you make plans, God laughs, right? Um, and so I have to throw myself into a project. If I don't have something I'm working on, I go crazy. I go crazy. And so I like I have to stay busy. And so thank God work is keeping me focused on a project or a goal. And we can move on to the next season, next quarter, and, and tackle new goals and stuff like that. So I, I have to do that. I have to stay productive. And so whether if it's TikToks or YouTube or podcasts or what have you, like, I need to snap out of it. And so I, I was on a podcast two nights ago with a couple of buddies of mine. And man, we podcasted all the way up till two in the morning. It was a blast. It was great. I did that two nights in a row and it, it got awesome. me out of my comfort zone. And, 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 and it reminded me that I need, I charge my batteries with other people. And it reminded me that we're all in pain. We're all in pain right now, more so than we think right now, for sure. And part of my Amen, brother. part of my soul and like what I do to con, you know relate and connect with people is spill my guts out and and people are like oh I wanted to say that or I was thinking that and but I didn't want to say that and so that charges me up too to just kind of help people have the freedom to express themselves that's part of my entire personality and so if I'm in a vacuum and I'm not doing that I'm I'm sad. On top of like my chemical sadness that is just there, that is hardwired. So I, it takes a lot of work for me to put my shoes on. It takes a lot of work for me to walk outside. But it's like, you know, you have to, you have to allow yourself like these little mini micro wins and say, "Cool, I got that," and then move on to the next. And sometimes you got to take it hourly. Like a good buddy of mine once also said, who struggled with PTSD from the war. It's sometimes it's hourly, sometimes it's minute by minute, you know, uh, I don't have PTSD by any means or, or strong, you know, um, battle trauma or anything, but you know, I have my own bullshit and, and I could be I basically on my own worst enemy. So I've been reading. Now's the good time to get into reading. I'm a big reader, like books oh, saved man. my life as a yeah. child. So uh, I'm reading again, I'm writing poetry again, and it's, I like to go out and like check into hotels and like live that life. And it's just so weird. And I like meeting new people and getting into misadventures and it, it's fun, you know? Um, so right now I'm trying to stay busy in other ways, charge my batteries in other ways. And I think, uh, I think I can get through and it's going to be fine. Uh, I'm trying real hard, but it ain't easy. Like it's like, uh, oil prospectors when, in the 1900s, when they would when they would dig for oil, they would have to. Do, it was sometimes oil was just on the ground, and they would scoop it up, yeah. and that's what like happiness or fulfillment was like when I was younger, my early 20s. It was just there. Creativity, you wouldn't even ask yourself, should I make a Twitch account? You would just do it, and you'd be doing it. Now that I'm in my early 30s, I just turned 32 a week ago. Now it now the oil's not on the ground. It's it's deeper, and I gotta dig and dig and go miles and miles deep down into the earth to to soak up that gold it's there 
thank God it's still there. Yeah. But I got to dig so much deeper now, and it, and it's difficult. But all great things are and should be difficult. Otherwise, what's the point, Nutty Batuski? What is the point? My God, you could couldn't have made me feel any better right now because that's ba- basically what you're saying is you can't lose yourself. That's right. You 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 can in a way, but you just some ways you got to dig deeper just to get it. But that's the whole point, man. Being you in this day and age is hard because you got a lot of weird. Like I feel. I don't know how much TikTok you watch, but the more I watch, I've the gone more, deep. I've got gone the deep more in it. weird stuff that I see, like what is considered normal now, you know, like, I, like in our day, it wasn't like when you were in high school, you didn't like all the guys are painting their fingernails and they're, they're not gay. They're just doing it because like, I don't know. There's the, the new generation is weird. The comparison between us and, what's going what's going on with that that tiktok world maybe it's just the tiktok culture but like guys are wearing earrings now and the the hairstyle is so different i kind of feel i mean i'm 30 years old so i'm not too far behind you but um it's it's weird man what are your thoughts on on that like what kids are addressing like i'm not saying it's a bad thing but it seems like like in our day, I know I sound old when I say I, you're in back in our day, but it was for us, it was just like there was jocks, there was goths or emo, you know, the, you know, the rebel kids. And that was basically it. You know what I mean? But like, there's so many different facets to like high school kids now and what, what they are. Like you could be a, you could be a gay jock trans, um, like five different cultures and like people are okay with it. I don't know. What am I saying right now? <laughs> it, what am I saying right now? Knives. The, like, the, the TikTok world is like a portal into a whole new dimension for sure. And you really feel old when you're watching these kids, what they're into, what they're able to get away with. And I actually am health to a healthy amount, a little jealous of them. I'm a little envious of how accepting they are of each other because I was that weirdo when I was in middle school and, and high school. I, I put fingernail polish yeah. on. I didn't care. And it was kind of to make a statement. And I remember I showed up to my Catholic uh, class. My uh, It was called CCD, which I never graduated. Yeah. I never got my, well, I don't even know what it's called, communion shit. Like I never got that. I remember for, for Halloween dressing up as Marilyn Manson when I was in seventh grade. And they, they didn't like that. Um, and so I was a little shit growing yeah, up. Yeah, no, was, they, it's like I, represents the devil. Oh yeah, well, to them. I mean, Pokemon represented the de- devil when I was a kid. Harry Potter represented the devil, and I used to think, y'all, y'all, you're ignorant, you're ignorant. That was me, you know. And and so I was yeah. a I was a weirdo. I liked wrestling before it was cool, before the Attitude Era, you know. And so I would get picked on for that. And then the next Halloween, kids are dressing up as like Sting, and I'm like, y'all hypocrites, you know. And and I knew what the crow yeah, was before Sting, and so I was like that little shithead, you know? And so, and I see these kids growing up, and they get to be trans, and they get to be non-binary, and they love each other, and their senses of humor are so great. Like, a kid today can walk around with a mullet, and it's like, cool. What the fuck, you know? It's <laughs> it's the best. And so I love these guys, and I, I really appreciate what they're doing. You know, my generation, it, for me, like, even though it wasn't that long ago, like, I grew up dirt poor, you know, and still... 
And so I got picked on and, you know, you could just get away with a lot more. And so like even pre 9-11, it was rough. It was pretty, it was pretty rough. Like parents didn't really care. Like I was that kid that would walk to school. I didn't have a ride back and I'd kind of just show up whenever or nobody even, I was like invisible. Like nobody cared. And, and now like, I know exactly what my son's doing. I can follow him and track him at all times. I know what he's watching and what he's into and and it's cool i get to be there for him and he's kind of like chill out you know he's like chill you're it's fine things are fine and i'm like wow okay because if i was your age you know i just didn't have any attention and i grew up like this so i i love these guys i'm 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 almost envious you know they they all get to drink clean water and that's good that's a good thing i'm happy for them what is uh what is the new is there a new generation that's even beyond there is beyond millennial right now it's i think they're calling is there even a name for it yeah i think they're calling my son's generation who's 14 gonna be 15 in november which just feels like it's around the corner i think they call them on the internet they call them zoomers or memers but i think they're called generation z yeah gen z yeah I think they're going to be okay. Like the biggest problem they're going to have, the, the, the boys, I don't know about the girls. I don't know about the girls. But the biggest problem that generation is going to have is sexually they're going to be completely inept. And they just grew up with porn in their pockets. And I think that's going to corrode their brains. Like that's where I sound like an old man. Like yeah. these kids who have Tinder or Snapchat are sending their dicks to Un, you know, unsolicited dick pics and whatnot and watching growing up on Pornhub thinking this is how you treat a woman on a first date or something uh, like it's I really feel yeah. bad for kids. You know, like the first time I ever saw like nudity in some sort of public publication, I was in third grade, but it was like this torn up, wrinkled, stained, like Playboy picture that was ripped <laughs> out. And so it was kind of artsy in a way. And, I, and, and it still oh, felt wrong. I was like, oh, my gosh, like, who would do this? How? Who made this? You know, I was scandalized, you know, um, I was titillated. Yeah. But, you know, now kids are just if you if you go on Pornhub, it's all this like I fucked my my mom's stepbrother's sister-in-law's roommate and all this weird shit that's like just so like taboo (laughs) because these these kids are so they're so desensitized that that's like they need to that's that's where it's at you know back in my day like just the victoria's secret catalog was enough you know and so there's a lot left to the imagination and I, i was fortunate where i grew up where i respected women i knew that they were human beings i treated them like people first and so i'm afraid for these kids growing up that are not going to know how to talk to women and they don't, they don't socialize, you know, if it's not on Tinder or something. And so I think there's going to be like this big loneliness factor since relationships are something that have to be earned, you know, like you have to treat a relationship like it's, you know, like this beautiful thing. And there's so many emotional, there's emotional intelligence that comes from that. And there's not, there's not an app on how to be a good boyfriend. There's not. Right. So I think these kids are going to struggle with their relationships and interfacing face to face. I think that'll be the hardest thing for them, but it's better than growing up, you know, I don't know, like in the great depression and the thirties or something, forties, like they're going to be fine. If that's their biggest issue, Go talk to a therapist, and that'll be one of us, and they'll be fine. Yeah, I agree. I spazzed out I there. I apologize. They're they're gonna be a hell of a lot smarter than us too. 
I hope so. You know, they're just so much quicker. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. I don't take oh, that for granted. <laughs> yeah, I think it'll be good. You're right. It's just that emotional factor. There's no, like, even with us, shit, man. When I was in, when I was in eighth grade, I had all my friends' phones memorized in my head. Yeah. I didn't even, and that's gone, dude. Like, even, right. even I now at 30 have lost that ability and even ability to navigate too. Like right. they're actually saying that cell phones are now that we can, we have GPS at our fingertips all the time. We're losing our sense of navigation. Mm. And when you do that, you could actually have a higher risk of Alzheimer's at a, at a later age. Mm. So I think that's the kind of things our kids are going to be having to face. Yeah. Is that, you know, we're not going to have it as bad. We'll still have it because we've still had. I mean, when was the first time you got your first cell phone? How old were you? Um, I was working at Church's Chicken when I was like 17. And I had a girlfriend that was so high maintenance. And she was like, mm, call me when you're at work. And I'm like, how the fuck do you do? So I, I ended up getting a cell phone at a very young age. But I paid for it. And it was a flip phone. Like it was like there was T9, you know, there was no games on yeah. it and you couldn't even take a picture on it. And um, that was my first phone. I was but I bought it, you know, and I was 17 and I didn't get my first f smartphone until 2011. I remember that. Dang. OK. Oh, smartphone or I'm talking just cell phone. Yeah, I didn't get my first smartphone till 2011. But my first oh. cell phone flip phone was 2006. Five, yeah. My senior okay. year, I had right. I had a phone, and I was yeah. one of the few that had a phone. But I paid for it. Yeah. Is it hard to think about? I mean, your responsibilities were way different as a kid, but like to to grow up and to from the ages of zero to what what a seventeen, you kind of you you weren't connected to your phone or any like you know like imagine if we were constantly connected to our Game Boys back in the day you know like even our parents hated that like yeah you're always on your damn game boy get off of that thing you know right and now it's just like parents give their kids the like a cell phone just to be quiet because yeah. they don't want them to talk in the car or something while they're driving yeah so they just throw their kid a tablet that's do you think that's damaging over time i that, think or kind of like a cop-out i think it's lazy it is a cop-out it's also inevitable. Like, I'm guilty of it sometimes, you know. Um, if I'm going on a road trip, I'm going to download YouTube, oh, download a YouTube playlist for my <laughs> daughter, and it's gonna, I'm going to shove it in her face and be like, don't talk to me! Just kidding. But, you know, I, I'm guilty of that, you know, for sure. Um, at the same time, like, I, I know that she needs to play in the dirt. She needs to play in the grass, go play with the dog outside. It's hard right now during quarantine. Like, it's really hard. Like, I gave her a bath, um at five o'clock PM. So she could play in, in the bathtub with her toys. And I was like, take as long bath as you want, you know, for like an hour. Like, I don't care. Like it, it, we're giving her things to do and she could only fill up so many walls with paintings and things like that. And so it's difficult, man. Like it, it, it really is because I'm on my phone. Aiden's on his phone. Claire's on her phone, you know? And so it's, she looks at this and she knows like, Hey, like, what am I going to get a phone? And it's like, <laughs> very funny. Don't make me laugh. <laughs> But at the same yeah. time, like, I think she's lucky in that she loves interacting with people and she loves going outside and she loves playing with friends. And that always 
is more, that always is like first than than playing on a game or whatever. Um, on the same token, I grew up very connected to technology. I wasn't super privileged, but I remember uh, a neighbor gave me a computer because it was a piece of shit, and it had like <laughs> which one? Like a Windows ninety five? Dude, something? it had like I think it was like M DOS or it was a it was old like dude, old old. <laughs> And like a stack oh, of floppies, right? Give a stack of floppies. And so I put in a floppy disk one at a time, and I eventually found like the Wheel of Fortune game on it or the Jeopardy game. And it it was like the time of my life. And I remember I would use Notepad or whatever it was. And I'm talking like MDOS. Like you would have to write like command something to like open up a program. It was nuts. It was just like a black and green <laughs> screen like the Matrix. And I, I loved it, you know? And... I would write down my dreams in WordPad and then eventually, you know, uh, yeah, like Microsoft 95 and getting like a free AOL disc and like figuring it out, getting Napster in my, in, in my seventh grade and downloading music. And it would take a day and a half to download illegally one album. And then eventually, you know, you start putting Kazaa, Aries, Morpheus, uh, Napster on all the school computers and then you're that guy and then i was very i was always into technology and i could not be separated yeah. i was always, always had headphones on and i was always listening to cassettes or cds like you could not catch me without that or i had books like i always had comfort of something i always needed something and so i can recall being like nine years old and having a tape recorder and recording episodes of like the Fresh Prince or Simpsons, and then going to oh school God, yeah. and then and then listening to that on my cassette player. And now kids just have iPhones and they they just have everything on demand in their pockets. But I was no different, you know. Whatever I could get my hands on, like in two thousand and six, I was working and going to school, and I bought a Zune, and I put so many like Ring of Honor matches on them that I illegally downloaded because oh, it was the man. only way I could do it. And so I'd be sweeping floors up at Lowe's, but listening to stand-up comedy or something before podcasts, right? So any yeah. way, shape, or form that I could to be connected to something, it's bad, man. Like, I, I can't wash the dishes unless I'm listening to a podcast or a YouTube video in the back. Like, I'm that guy, if I'm going to eat, I have to turn on something that I'm not even going to watch, like The Office, I have to turn it on so I could eat. Like, it's terrible. I've just been hardwired. And all that just to say, I don't want my kids to be like that. It's You know, I tell my son all the time. He'll be like, I'm bored. It's okay to be bored. That's fine. Go be bored. Yeah. Go be bored, man. Like, figure something out. You're going to be okay. Part if of the, the human emotion, man. It's, it's normal. Part, exactly. Do you think kids are... Um, well said. Like, the learning? Do you think, like, the way, you know, kids that are 15 years younger than us are like obviously they're learning different math they're learning yeah. so many different things and whether it's you know more efficient than ours or not it's um do you think there'll always be a need for that like what i don't like come about together or do you think uh kids it'll be normal for kids to learn online like they're doing right now with this quarantine like is this quarantine going to set a lot of uh deeper rooted bad habits for the younger generation now that they have full access to video games all the time like could this like are you trying to distance your kids from that becoming more connected to the internet now because it's really easy to fall into that i myself have it is we and, all have man and i monitor everything that my kids consume you know um 
like my son has an iPhone and I'm able to monitor the websites that he's on. And he has to ask me literally ask, it goes to my phone, like request permission to use an app. And then after a certain time, like he can't use it. So I'll let him use an app 15 minutes at a time and stuff like that. Same thing with my daughter. Like she can't use YouTube for more than an hour, which is a lot a, a day. It is a lot. And so they have that on the education piece of it. Do you remember when we would get upset at our math teachers and say, why do I have to learn this? I'm never going to use it. You know, and, and then she would tell you, well, you're not going to have a calculator with you at all times when you're an adult. <laughs> you know, yep. and the cut two, we do, right? And so education yep. to me, unfortunately, shouldn't be about memorization. We don't need to memorize stuff as much anymore. Are you sure? But I mean, I don't want to get too deep into this. But Let's go deep. Like, I, I, well, let me just know, finish this I thought. Okay. I well, think, then solar, I, solar flare. Solar flare wipes everything out. I know maybe not on the whole planet, but for the time being, say a whole country loses its, you know, it's, yeah. it's um, what is it, the grid? Wi-Fi. All or, and all, all access Wi-Fi too. No, but I'm just saying the grid and all, like all power, all everything, like, how are we going to navigate to another? Like our, I'm saying we might still have that ability to read a roadmap, but like kids don't even know what a roadmap is now. Like to physically look at a map on a piece of paper and be like, okay, that's our location. We're going to take this route. Like kids don't have that ability. And some kids don't even know how to read a clock. Now I'm not talking a digital one. I'm talking an analog. And it's like, it's a dangerous thing, man. Right. And so it's that's exactly what I'm saying. Thing. I the, feel like that basic thing is being lost. You like, you agree with I mean, me. I don't I just can't imagine that. It is like a, a 10 maybe I don't know about a 10-year-old but like a I mean don't you, didn't we we learned about this shit in what? Kindergarten how to tell time, <laughs> you know? So, right. So you agree with me. Like to me that's education, right? Learning how to start a fire, teaching your kid how to shoot a bow and arrow, to shoot a gun safely, like gun management, yeah. like how to everything like that to me is education uh, showing them how to build a fire showing them hey if you get lost this is north right like the sun rises here the sun sets there yeah you know, moss uh, is on this side or that's whatever. what i'm talking yeah, about that's education not learn these things in this way take the test and that's going to show you whether or not you're intelligent or not right some kids have emotional intelligence more so than you know memorizing jupiter's moons or something i don't know but um so i think there's something to that for sure um teaching kids about finances how to invest and how to balance their checkbook i think will go much further than i mean dude i'll tell you since i went through the school system i didn't learn jack shit in school i didn't learn jack shit my my teachers just pushed me through and i i totally didn't get the best knowledge that I could have, you know, the best education. But if we can teach, if we can teach and pass down to our kids critical thinking, I think they'll be fine. They can figure it out. Yeah. They're going to have to. I mean, their, their speed of, you know, what, depending on what they memorize, they probably actually have a better memory. I mean, they're doing, I don't know. I think there's a show on Netflix about this too. It's called 100 people mm. and they get like, have you heard about this? No, it sounds interesting. They get, yeah, it's a game show basically that um, they pair up a hundred people, and it's many different scenarios. Like it, could, it's not really a game show. It's actually more of a human experiment. But they'll get, they'll get. Okay, we want. Okay, a, these hundred people, we're going to get ten. Um, we're going to get ten 
um, 20 year olds and then 10, 30 year olds and then 10, 40 year olds and 10, 50, 60, 70. Mm. And they, they keep, um, or maybe more, I don't, maybe it's 10 or maybe it's more, but I know it, maybe I'm wrong about the title, but they all have to pair together only their age group, which is the 10 year span. And they, they have to do activities that target, you know, um, certain things from different ages. Like there'll be, there'll be one challenge where all generations, all ages of people have to put together a, um, an eight track player tape or Mm -hmm. something or learn Mm -hmm. how to work it. And obviously like the 40, 50 year olds knew how to do the eight track. And like, it just showed what, um, generations and what age group are better at certain things like critical thinking and math and Mm -hmm. uh, doing puzzle work and it tests the memory and physical nature and um, it's a really interesting show and then they'll put them in social experiments they'll have an episode where they'll put 100 humans in a social situation and they'll find out which which generation like 20s 30s 40s 50s are the best at like communicating in a large group of people. So give me the spoiler. So like, which generation wins? Which what? Which generation was the best? Who who won? Who's the winner? Oh, for like that, I I haven't seen that episode. I saw the first one, which they were testing like um, more more problem solving things, mm-hmm. more team building. Yeah, that was the only episode I saw. But I'm like, I'm totally hooked to the show now. I'm in. I'm in 100%. Anything with like human ex- experiment like that is yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. How we interact with people. And I mean, they had one challenge where they had all the generations together and they said, um, put, it was, they put a, they put a smartphone on the table and then a, ch- a charger for the phone mm. or no, it was headphones. They gave them, they gave every generation a pair of headphones, uh, wired like ipod ones and mm. they wrapped it up and said like untie this and put it in the right spot and like the 20 year olds one obviously because they unraveled it they put it right on their ears and they got it like when the 50 and 60 year olds looked at that they they looked at it and they like knew what it was but they didn't understand the directions as clearly so it's really fascinating this show you got to check it out, man. It's probably up there with the tiger thing. Yeah, you said it's on Netflix, right? Yeah, I would consider it more of a documentary, but it's kind of like like an office approach where the camera's there, but they're, I don't know. It's weird. I'm in. <laughs> That's but, intriguing. Yeah, you got to check that out. I want to check it out. I think the most curious, passionately curious people that want to know how things are made and figure things out. And if they don't have an answer, they have the resolve and the resourcefulness to figure it out. I think those people, and which, and they come from all sources of class, ethnicities, genders, um, and generations, right? Like the most passionately curious people, I think are, are leaders and guide the next generation, um, and hopefully heard them like a shepherd um, and are represented well, they represent their generation well, you know, like um, I don't know who that would be for our generation, maybe like a Mark Zuckerberg or something. I don't know. It's a little older than me, um, but people like that, like the most passionately curious people 
are the winners. You know, um, if you don't care, yep. if you're apathetic, it doesn't matter if you're 80 or eight, like it's going to, you're going to have a rough time. Yeah. On That's that wild. note, man, this, we're, 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 you said this is a show. What do you mean? I'm sorry. Did you say this is a show? No, this is just my thought. Oh my God. I'm sorry. I was thinking of, never mind. <laughs> There's something going on here, and hello. Yeah, I'm I'm here, man. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, you're fine. I'm you're sorry. fine. I'm, I'm actually getting emailed by work right now, and so I need to finish a project, which is fine. But um, it's all good, man. So I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. Where, where can people find you on the internet? How can they support you, and where can they stalk you? Oh, jeez. You could find me at Nutty Batuski on uh, YouTube, basically on all platforms at Nutty Batuski, N-U-T-T-Y-B-U-T-T-U-S-K-I. Instagram, spelled the same on all platforms. Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, um, YouTube, but I'm mainly on Snapchat. And uh, we'll discuss this another time about getting back on the uh, creative content stuff, but yeah, um, yeah we'll man, you take care of your stuff. Thanks for having me on, man. I really appreciate it because one of my goals was to be on uh, your podcast once a month for the whole year. We're going to do it. So We've made yeah, good, man. We've made I really appreciate that. it right at the end, but yeah. you know, with the circumstances that have happened in the world, we're pretty good. Yeah, we're, the, we're doing good. The so world I'm glad ended. you're okay and you're healthy. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Do you have time? How is uh, Jeremy doing? I think he's doing okay. We did a podcast that's worth listening to um, two yeah. episodes ago, so check oh, it out. I know. He really wants to yeah. record with you. Oh my god! I would. Does he have his own podcast, or do you like you would have him on with you, and we would all three? Right. Maybe uh, one day he'll get his own, uh, but or make his own. But um, no, we can do a, a, okay. a triple threat match next time. What do you think? <laughs> that would be awesome, man. Cool. In person too. I'm. I still got one good uh, wrestling match in me <laughs> Ooh, and then i'll then I'm i'll retired. start to think about you know kids and all that but i'm <laughs> get that one out of my system all right well i'm glad he's good because i haven't contacted him since the, yeah you know his baby hey shout out to jeremy and his new baby there Woo! you go yeah man, reach out to him man. i love it, you man it, it'll mean a lot i yeah. love you too man thanks for coming on and we'll talk to you next okay. month yeah for sure man take love care you, brother. love you brother take care man